0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah,
1: the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And mine is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we continue discussing the Day of Atonement, one of the appointed times of the Lord. And we refer you to read carefully um, Leviticus chapter 23, and most especially Leviticus 16, which really goes through step by step what the high priest had to do to accomplish the atonement of sins. And one of the main features of that day concerned two goats. One goat was slaughtered and its blood was put on the mercy seat. The blood shed was for the forgiveness of our sin. The other goat was called a scapegoat. And the high priest laid hands on the scapegoat and it cast all the sins of the people of Israel on it and then the goat was cast out into the wilderness. And by these two acts, our sins, iniquities, and transgressions were forgiven, which was an incredible June foreshadowing of what Jesus accomplished on the cross.
2: And Shelley, there was a ribbon that was put around the scapegoat's neck, a scarlet ribbon, and as the goat ran into the wilderness this scarlet ribbon turned white which was a sign to the leadership of israel that god accepted this as the atonement for the sins for israel but after jesus died on the cross that scarlet ribbon never turned white again so we see that jesus took upon himself our transgressions, our sin, and our iniquity, and no longer the sacrifice or the offering of animals was acceptable in the sight of God.
1: Amen. That is written in Jewish writings. It's not a biblical story, but even our Jewish people make mention of the fact. And I know yesterday we read Psalm 51, and so important. We're going to do it again today because, you remember, Jesus said, I am the root and the offspring of David. And what happened to David was just is an encouragement for all of us. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Psalm 51. Be gracious to me, O God, according to thy lovingkindness, according to the greatness of thy compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, the only, have I sinned and done what is evil in thy sight. So that thou art justified when thou dost speak, and blameless when thou dost judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, thou dost desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part thou wilt make me know wisdom.
2: And verse 7 Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Verse 13 Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you.
1: Powerful, powerful verses. We'd like to call your attention to a portion of scripture in the book of Micah. The last uh, three verses we're looking at Micah chapter 7 beginning at verse 18. Who is a God like thee who pardons iniquity? and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession. He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in unchanging love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou wilt give truth to Jacob, and unchanging love to Abraham, which thou didst swear to our forefathers, from the days of old. So we see this is an ongoing situation, Junie, that the Feast of uh, Atonement, the Day of Atonement, was a prelude to what was to come. And that which was to come was Jesus dying on the cross to take away our sins and set us free.
2: And we see, Shelley, in Jeremiah, chapter 50, verses 19 and 20. And I will bring Israel back to his pasture and he will graze on Carmel and Bashan and his desire will be satisfied in the hill country of Ephraim and Gilead 20 in those days and at that time declares the Lord search will be made for the iniquity of Israel but there will be none and for the sins of Judah but they will be not found, for I will pardon those whom I have as a remnant.
1: Again, another powerful portion of Scripture that be as a prelude to the coming of the Lord, when He willingly took our sin, iniquity, and transgressions upon Him, so that we could become the righteousness of God. You know, Junie, I remember the first Yom Kippur that we spent together as a family after I got saved. And we spent that day with a number of German brothers, born-again believers that were living in New Jersey. And we went from Connecticut to spend Yom Kippur with them. And we each were told to take about an hour, an hour and a half alone in a a separate room to see if God would uh, speak to us. And I was relatively new in the Lord, not even a a believer for a year. It was kind of strange to me. But we did that, and I didn't hear anything at first. But then, about uh, an hour into that time, I got down on my knees. And I said, Lord, if you want to speak to me, I want to hear what you are going to say. And, Junie, it was remarkable. Because I really believe, and that was uh, a very significant time in my life, that I heard these words from the Lord into the deepest parts of my being. And I want to share it with you because I pray that you would take these words and apply it to your own life. And he said to me clearly, I've not called you to a new career, but to a new way of life. And Junie, uh, I've tried to live that way ever since then, because God said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly.
2: And I think it's important, Shelley, that we go back to Psalm 51 with your testimony because we cannot make our lives better. God did not come to give us a better life. He came to give us a new life. And so we really need to be born again. And just as the Lord said to you, I've not um, uh, called you to a new career, but to a new way of life. In other words, he didn't call you to be a minister. He didn't call you to be a pastor. He didn't call you to um, start a new career to build a big church. He called you to a new way of life in him. And through the calling of that new way of life, he made you a leader. And in Psalm 51, even at verse starting at verse 5, "...behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me." Well, David's mother was married, and father was married... And yet he was born in iniquity. And so were you, Shelley. So was every man, woman, and child until we come to the saving knowledge of the Lord. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost parts and in the hidden part, you will make me know wisdom. And so God said to you, Shelley, I've not called you to a new career, but to a new way of life, that his life in you would come alive and he would teach you wisdom. He would show you the areas of your life that are sinful in the hidden parts. And my book, I wrote a book, The, the God Who Answers by Fire, A Jewish Saga. You can go to my website, www.junevault.com, and order a book there. But it was a new way of life, Shelley, when God called you out of the world and called us to live in a um, community of believers in the northernmost part of Minnesota in a trailer on an Indian reservation he undid us he gave us a new way of life and he showed me the hidden part which was in me that was sinful purify me with hyssop and I will be clean and you know Shelley it was hyssop that was put on the doorpost it was the blood of the lamb for the Passover lamb and this is what comes into our heart when we ask Jesus into our heart wash me and I will be whiter than snow make me to hear joy and gladness let the bones which you have broken rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities so really Shelley, these two goats that were called to be the foreshadow of Jesus that God accepted as the atonement for Israel, today is no longer good enough for the atonement of sin for Israel, because Jesus was the atonement for Israel and the atonement for the world that washes away our iniquities, our sin, and our transgressions
1: journey it's powerful and i pray every one of our listeners is taking this to heart because he's come to give us life life and that more abundantly and again when you just contemplate that verse that we referred to throughout this week second Corinthians 5:21 let this sink into if it has never done it before he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteous, the righteousness of God in him. This is a work totally of God. You know, for our Jewish people who were given the law, they, they look at the law and become self-righteous, but nobody can live by the law. The, the, the law could bring death, but Jesus can bring life. And that law was given so we can see how sinful we are. But we've been set free by the completed work of Jesus on the cross at Calvary, and the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to that point.
2: And I don't know how many of our listeners know, Shelley, that the new covenant doesn't begin in Matthew, but in Jeremiah thirty one thirty one, when God makes a new covenant with the house of Israel, not like the covenant of old in Mount Sinai when his law was written on stone, but he will give us a new heart And his law will be in our heart. And that new heart is pliable, Shelley. And when Jesus comes into our heart, he fulfilled the law and enables us by the power of his grace to live or allow his life to live in us that we might become the righteousness of God.
1: Lord, we pray that we would walk out our life in the righteousness that God has imputed to us. Yes, Lord. That we could make a difference in a lost and a dying world. Yes, Lord. Especially in these days when trouble looms ahead. So we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252.